Joe Astor, and this week on Living in the Pages, I speak with best-selling author Candy Steiner. She shares some of the most practical yet beautiful advice for writers. I'm so excited for you to hear this episode. Hello, Candy. Hello. Hi. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing really well. How's your day going so far? It's going good. It's it's uh, hectic, as is pretty normal for me on a Monday morning. So, really? but otherwise, too. What are your morning Monday mornings like? Well, Monday's always, um, you know, when I kind of figure out what my plan is for the week, which most people, I guess, do earlier than Monday. But I like <laughs> to gamble, so I just yeah. wake up and see what I'm going to be faced with. But this Monday. In particular, I just had to get up pretty early this morning and get some packages ready to ship off. I do oh. the signed book orders on my website, uh-huh. and uh, it was just a really heavy month, which is awesome, but it kept me busy all morning. That's a good problem to have. But it is. It is. Well, thank you for fitting us in today. I know it takes time out of your morning. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I just started The Wrong Game, and I was hooked within the first few paragraphs I can't wait to keep reading. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I had so much fun writing The Wrong Game. Um, It was actually, I started it when I was in a really, really great place in my life. And then um, the end of it, writing the end of it was actually a little hard because I had gone through a breakup, which, as you know, writing romance when you're heartbroken is (laughs) not the most fun. But it ended up working out really well, and I think some of my best writing is in the back part of that book. So mm-hmm. it was really cool, and it's still performing really well, even though it, it released back in the fall. So I am, I'm super proud of that book. I love it. Tell me about when you started writing. How long have you been doing this? Well, I mean, I guess like all of us, right, we started writing probably as soon as we started reading. <laughs> but for me, I remember really getting into writing in middle school, I wrote my first book in middle school, which will never see the light of day. Oh, I love that, though. (laughs) (laughs) And then to high school and college, of course. But in college, I actually studied more nonfiction writing, which is one of my loves. So I really like to write about the way that I grew up and some of the things I've been through. And then I graduated college right at the, you know, the start of this big independently published boom. Mm -hmm. And I love reading romance and I really had a lot of story ideas for romance stories I would like to tell. And so I started my first book that I published in 2013 and I published it October 13th of 2013. So that was when it all started. Was it life changing for you? (laughs) You know, when I first put that, uh, it was Tag Chaser was my first book. And when I put it out, I was just so excited to have my words out there. And I was like, man, I don't even care that only my mom has bought a copy. (laughs) But um, it was really cool when the bloggers started picking it up. And then they wanted to know more about one of the secondary characters, Tanner. And I got to sit down and write for him. And Willow, once I wrote two books, it went from a drippy faucet to just an all-out gushing leak. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to stop writing. So do the words still come easy? Or do you find the more you write that that changes a little bit? I think for me, it's day to day. There Mm -hmm. are some days that I wake up and 5,000 words spill out of me. And then there are some days when just getting 500 on the page is like pulling teeth. Yes, And I used to really stress out about that. If I woke up and I had a word count goal for, let's say, 2,500, and Mm -hmm. I could only get 500 words, and I would feel like a failure or 
feel like I somehow didn't do what I needed to do. And I've kind of learned that with creativity, you can't you can't really measure it or put a rush on it or put an expectation on creativity because mm-hmm. some days you're going to feel it and some days you're not. And if you push really hard on the days that you don't feel it, you're probably going to come away with more of a mess than something that you can work with anyway. You know? Oh, yes. That resonates <laughs> so much with me. So much. <laughs> I mean, I think we all struggle with it. It's like, on the one hand, you do have to be productive, right? I always say, I'm going to write for 25 minutes. And at the end of that 25 minutes, I always feel one way or the other. I either Mm -hmm. feel like fired up and ready to go, or I realize that today is just not a writing day for me and I'll spend it doing other things that I need to do. Maybe I need to try that because I feel like some days it's taken me the entire day to just... Right? To crawl (laughs) through it? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I should just shorten my time expectation. That would cure it. And I would get a lot more done elsewhere. Well, and something I found about putting on a timer and getting rid of all distractions for 25 minutes is you're kind of forced to get into your manuscript. Mm -hmm. And it just, for me, it's it's a tell. It's either... By the end of it, I'm either like right in the middle of a scene and I can't wait to get back into it. Or I'm like, man, I've got like 200 words here and I I'm, I feel tired. I don't know the direction of what I'm writing and I just don't feel it today. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you get down on a deadline, that changes, right? Sometimes you just have to do right. it. <laughs> right. Even if you don't want to. But if I have the flexibility, I, I try as hard as I can because I think being flexible is one of the most important things when you're an entrepreneur. I like the way you think. <laughs> <laughs> What was the experience like collaborating with Brittany Cherry on your poetry collection? Oh, I wish we had a video. My smile just like lit up this whole room thinking about Brittany Cherry. (laughs) Yes. I love her so much. You know, I actually heard about her through Stacey Hart. Okay. When I first met Stacey Hart and Brittany had just released The Air He Breathes. And I remember Stacey being like, I read an arc of this. You need to read it. You're going to love it. You're Mm going to die. So... I read it and I fangirled so hard because um, I messaged her and I was just like, I can't tell you how much I loved your book. And then we start talking. We met at a really tiny book signing in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Back in 2016. And was, that was like the first time we met in person. And Brittany and I say a lot that there's just like some sort of soul deep connection that we have. And mm. it's just, she feels like a sister to me and we, we just understand each other on a whole nother level. And so we've really cultivated a great friendship over the years. So in 2017, we were both going through some kind of ups and downs in our relationship life. And one night I sent her a poem that I had written and I was like, I just was writing to get stuff off my chest and I thought maybe you could resonate with this. And she was like, dude, I write poetry too. Hmm. And I was like, I have been writing poetry since I was young, but I haven't published anything. Um, I was like, I have probably two notebooks full. And she was like, same. (laughs) So she started sending some to me and it, it started kind of just as therapy between us where, you know, we would send each other these things on dating or anxiety or family. Mm -hmm. And then one day I was just like, Brittany, what if we publish these? And she was like, yeah, you think we could? And I was like, why not? We don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge project where we try to make a ton of money or anything. It's just throw it out there and see what our readers think. And we'll be able to share our feelings with other women who most likely have felt these things too. And it was such a great experience. I mostly just loved 
when I got to format it a little bit mm-hmm. and I got to read all of Brittany's poems from start to finish. And mm-hmm. I just remember tearing up and being so proud of her as a friend and also so inspired by her as a colleague. And that's kind of how my relationship with Brittany has always been. <laughs> that's so beautiful. It was a great experience. And I know we have talked about possibly doing something more in the future, but there's no firm plans. But she was a dream to work with. And we have such a similar style that there was really no drama or Mm -hmm. anything, which, as you know, can be hard when you're co-writing. I love that. I've never met either one of you, but I interviewed Brittany just a few weeks ago. And yeah, I can tell the same kindred spirit vibe. (laughs) She's just so fantastic, isn't she? Yes, and so are you. (laughs) Well, I can't wait to meet you in person. (laughs) Yes, for sure. What advice would you give a new writer? Oh, man, you know, this is always such a such a great question. And I will say I do have a lot of craft level pieces of advice and stuff but I always start with you have to get out and live if you want to write and so I tell anyone who wants to write a book to talk to strangers and travel and take a different way home from work and park your car at a at somewhere like a park or a river walk or something and just walk and and put your phone away and look around you. Hmm. People watch. Talk to your mom and ask her about what it was like when she was growing up. Ask your grandfather if he's ever had his heart broken. Hmm. You know, there there's so much around us in life that can be inspiring. And I think for me, especially, I love the kind of romance that is a little messy before yeah. it feels good, you know? Yes. So I love talking to people and hearing about the one that got away. Or, you know, I remember one time traveling through Colorado and I stopped at this little bar in Breckenridge and I was talking to the bartender and told him what I do. And he was like, oh man, I can tell you about a girl that you could write five books on oh, and it wow. still wouldn't be enough. <laughs> and I needed to get back on the road. I, I had you know, planned on stopping at a hot springs later that evening. And I knew that if I stayed too long, I wouldn't make it um, before they closed. But I stayed anyway. And we talked for close to four hours wow. just talking about this girl. And I still have notes from talking to him that I've already incorporated a few, you know, things that came from that conversation into mm-hmm. books. And I definitely have more to come. It was just so inspiring and heartbreaking and beautiful. And and that to me is what writing is about. Mm-hmm. Trying to capture those feelings that we all feel and bring them into words that maybe others couldn't before. Mm-hmm. You are magical. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) I just love you. Wow. Yes. Thank you. But I will say too, you know, all that aside, right? Because I'm sure that, you know, when people are looking to write, they want something more than that. And I, and I do, um, on my Instagram, I have like a little series that I do where I talk about writer struggles. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I take questions from writers, whether they are new or old. And so we've talked about what do you do when like your book flops, right? When you have a bad release, how do you kind of recover from that? And we've talked about newsletters. We've talked about release day checklists. Did Alessandra just share one of your... She did. She did, which I thought was so cool. She wanted me to come to Inker's Con and I, I'm just not able to this year, but I'm hoping to next year because I love to talk about this kind of stuff. I was so stoked to come on and talk to you too. And I was reading a little bit about you and your bio and it seems like you're kind of the same way I am where you think it's really important to kind of cultivate a community. And yes. I think that is just the most important thing that we have, especially as like being in a primarily 
female operated industry, right? Yeah. And to <laughs> appreciate women instead of the drama. <laughs> Girl, you know, that is one thing that I um, learned kind of the tough way in this industry is that there can be a lot of drama. And even if you do your damnedest to stay out of it, mm-hmm. you can find yourself in it, you know? Yeah. And that was really hard for me. I'm a, do you know much about the Enneagram? Are you an Enneagram fan? I have heard a little bit, but I don't fully <laughs> know about okay, it. Okay. So it's basically a personality test, kind of like Myers-Briggs. I highly recommends to anybody to take it. It's really fascinating and you you can find out a lot about yourself. Okay. But as a seven on the Enneagram <laughs> scale, I I am I hate conflict. It really makes yeah. me uncomfortable. I don't like anything that doesn't feel bright and sunshiny. Yeah. So it was really hard for me a couple of times in this industry where somebody would cast judgment without knowing me mm. and it would break my heart. But you can't control what others perceive of you or think of you, that's kind of on them whether or not they want to give you a shot. But I have strived so hard. If someone comes to me and says, hey, I saw you shared this author's book and I just want to warn you, like, watch out because she's bad news. And I'm just like, look, she's been nothing but nice to me. Mm -hmm. And I will form my own judgments, but thank you, you know, for for coming to me. And I think that's kind of how you stop and you like nip drama because people don't know what to do when you don't like feed into it, right? Exactly. (laughs) Yep. When you nip that, it does help. It works. (laughs) What would you be doing if this was not your career? Oh gosh, girl. I led so many lives. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many things that I'm passionate about. I quit my full-time job two years ago, actually. So I, I was writing on top of working for public supermarkets, which is like a pretty big um, Mm -hmm. supermarket down here in the South. So I was working as their social media supervisor at the corporate office. And I love social media. I love public relations and advertising, which is kind of helpful being an entrepreneur. I'm so envious of that (laughs) because I suck at all of that. (laughs) Anytime you want to talk shop, girl, I got you. Yes, please. I love talking about that. So I, I definitely, I loved doing that. And it was heartbreaking for me to leave, even though I was so excited. I had to go chase my writing dream. And that was what I'd always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It was hard because I also loved that job. And I worked in radio for a while, loved that because I'm a big music fiend. So mm-hmm. I miss radio sometimes too. But the great thing about writing is that I can bring all of that into it. And especially being an entrepreneur, I mean, I still wake up to the daily challenges of social media right. every single day. So. It never ends. It never ends. <laughs> and something that's worked really well for me, and I guess I would you know, advise this to anybody else who's kind of struggling with the, the social media aspect of writing, is to as much as you're able to share your life with your readers, because romance is a fantasy genre, right? We are in essence, we are selling a fantasy of love and romance and these very uplifting things. And so when you open up your own life and share, whether it's heartbreak or love or Mm -hmm. family, or just, you know, sitting down, having a glass of wine after a hard day, People love that because then they can see that one of their favorite authors or someone who they're interested in reading is like them in mm-hmm. some way, right? And they feel that connection, which in my opinion, that's what that's what writing is all about anyway, is connecting with people. And totally. um, so so that has worked really well for me is just like I let people into my life and I tell my readers all the time online that I want them to feel like they're my best friend because I am so thankful for each and every one of them. And to me, I don't want to talk at them. I want to talk with them. And 
that has been really, really rewarding for me. Getting messages from them, especially that's like, isn't that the best when yes. a reader messages you? So oh, great. <laughs> I need to go find all your writing advice and follow. Definitely. Along. I can tell. I would love it. Well, I would love to have you on Wrangling the Writer sometime. I'm having my first guest this week. Oh, is that a podcast? It's not. So it's on IGTV. Oh, okay. And it started off as a series that I would just put on my Instagram stories, but it was hard because you couldn't go back and see them. And so right. I saved like two of them out of the 10 that I did. And I was like, I got to figure out a better way to do this. And so right now it's IGTV, possibly in the future a podcast, but for right now, that's kind of where it's okay. living. Oh, so. I'm so excited. <laughs> I've got things to catch up on. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's do a fast five. I will ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> what did you have for dinner last night? I had a caprese salad and I don't know how to say that right. Caprese, caprese, know, whatever I, it is. I don't know either. <laughs> last five star book you read. Eleanor and Gray by oh. Brittany C. Cherry. Yes. <laughs> Go to beverage while reading. Ooh, while reading, I mm-hmm. love a good hot cup of Earl Grey. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> what are you working on right now? Right now I'm working on book one in a four brother series based out of a small whiskey distillery town in Tennessee, which is right up my alley. Nice. And I also just started working on my very first motivational book, which I'm hoping to finish by the end of the year. Oh, cool. Yeah. Most recent show to binge watch? Oh my gosh, you know, I've been watching One Planet a lot with my boyfriend. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It is so cool. The graphics look like they're CGI, but it's actual film and it's incredible. It's awesome. Okay. I will look for that. (laughs) I've never seen an episode. It's on Netflix. It just came out. So you'll have to jump on and check it out. Well, I think we should sing a song now. Sing a song. Oh yes. gosh, you don't you don't want to scare your your listeners away with me singing. Trust, Trust me, me. <laughs> there have been some very scary songs on this podcast. <laughs> I'll fit right in. There. And those are always the favorites. <laughs> I was thinking John Mayer belief. Ooh, how do you feel about that one? You know, I am a huge John Mayer fan, so I am totally up for that. Awesome. How about we just do the chorus all right <laughs> we're never gonna win the world yes we're, we're never, never gonna, gonna stop, stop the war, war. We're, we're never gonna, gonna beat this if belief is what we're fighting for <laughs> we're, we're never gonna, gonna win the world we're never gonna, gonna stop the war we're never gonna beat this if belief is what we're fighting for yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, uh, let's keep going. <laughs> I know. I love that song. I love it too. I am like uh, such a big John Mayer fan. He has me been an too. inspiration to me since I was like a middle schooler. <laughs> me too. And my daughter so much. Like he saved her. She had a really bad concussion and he, she just kept listening to John Mayer in repair on repeat uh, over and over and over. So. I have special love for have him. Have you seen, they did a video where they, they recorded the day that that song came to life. It, they made it in one day, like in 12 hours. Really? And it is so fascinating. Um, it's really cool too, because he brings in two like um, very well-known um, musicians to work with him. I'll have to send it to you and your, your would daughter love would, to would see love that. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this today. You were just so great to talk to, truly. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. And like I said, you'll have to come back and 
make an appearance on Wrangling the Writer because I would love to pick your brain. (laughs) I would love that. Count me in. Sweet. (laughs) Well, have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much, Willow. And thank you for doing this podcast. I think it's awesome. I've been listening. um, And I really loved the one, especially that you did with Anna Todd. Yeah, she's awesome. So keep it up and I will see you around in the book world. Hopefully the book signing very soon. (laughs) I hope so. I will be looking for you. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. I just love her so much. I fell hard for her. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Please share with your friends. Leave reviews on iTunes and any outlet that you listen on. It's so much appreciated. Have a great week.